Hello, and welcome to the C-SPAN in the Classroom podcast. I'm Zach, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Craig and Pam. For us, all former teachers ourselves, one of the absolute best highlights of each summer is our C-SPAN teacher fellowship program. Our team is looking back to our past teacher fellows as we look ahead to new resources to create this year and to new opportunities for collaboration with all of you and your classrooms. In this episode, we will explore the fellowship program and hear from a few former fellows as they talk about the content that they use with their students. In this introductory clip, we'll hear from 2019 C-SPAN teacher fellow Eleanor Green, a high school teacher in California, talk about her role as an educator and the value of using C-SPAN programs with her students. The most important thing that I see my role as is teaching them how to think independently. And that starts with research. How can you conduct research to verify things you find online? We like to think as adults that young people are geniuses with technology, these digital natives, they know exactly what they're doing. They know the shortcuts and they know the lingo, but they don't actually have any reasoning skills about what they see online. And so the teachers, the adults, parents don't think we can teach our kids technology skills, but we have to. They don't know innately how to verify if something's true or not that they see online. So they see conspiracy theories on YouTube and they take it as gospel truth. And so at the core of teaching them how to identify what's true and what's not, we can apply those to politics as well. It's the same thing when a politician says something. Is it true? Let's prove it. Let's go back to the tape. C-SPAN has a really important place in that. It's not just the sound bite. Well, let's watch the hearing. So my students and I, they became obsessed with the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. Mm. I didn't anticipate that, but I switched around our whole lesson plans and they got to do these mock congressional hearings. They pretended to be people in the Senate Judiciary Committee. And we watched C-SPAN, we watched the full coverage, we watched those committee hearings. We watched our senators engaging in those back and forth and they could see what it was like and learn about the politics behind everybody's choices and what they were saying. As Eleanor mentions, educators must purposefully teach the necessary 21st century skills of learning via technology to students of all ages. Combined with what she says about the importance of research in any academic setting, Eleanor describes how students can benefit from seeing and reviewing what politicians say with the help of C-SPAN video clips. As she says, quote, it's not just the soundbite. It is instead full programming that often piques students' interest. With the start of the new calendar year, and for many of our listeners, a new school semester, the C-SPAN education team has planned this episode to explore the individual impact that C-SPAN Classroom has on local communities. Specifically, we'll hear from several teachers about which C-SPAN resources they incorporate into their curriculum and how their students have benefited from those resources. We'll be right back after this quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thank you for joining us this week. Before we dive into some of the specific resources our fellows will share, let's take a look at C-SPAN's fellowship program and how teachers across the country can participate. Craig, you and I have worked together on this program for more than a decade, and this year marks the 29th year. Can you talk about the goal of the program? Yeah, of course. So uh, each summer we've had the good fortune to work with middle and high school teachers who join us for four weeks during the month of July, and they collaborate and help us develop content and new educational resources for our C-SPAN Classroom website. So with the three of us being former teachers ourselves, it provides us with an opportunity to hear directly from those who are still on the front lines in the classroom about what their needs are, how we can best support their students, and oftentimes how our fellows will share unique ideas for how we can further develop innovative resources and areas of study for other teachers. That's nationwide, uh, and they can use those, of course, in their classrooms as well. So some of our past fellows have helped us to build out new content areas, such as our AP US Government, AP US History, and our AP Comparative Government Unit resources. Others have developed resources based on concepts like our Constitution Clips and even our popular Bell Ringers uh, collections. And typically we'll see a fellow begin the foundation for projects like these, and then our team will take the reins when the fellowship's over to update and maintain their development. So uh, it really is a collaborative experience. So what are some of the basics of the fellowship? Well, uh, pre-COVID, we would invite three teachers to join us in our uh, D.C. offices during the month of July. However, two summers ago, we, of course, shifted to the program to a virtual experience, and with the current uncertainty around the Omicron variant, we'll most likely continue with the virtual format again this summer. Uh, so alongside that change, we've increased the number of fellows to five. So it's been a great opportunity to actually expand the program during that time. And we've uh, developed even more areas of content to support the needs of teachers and students. So the fellowship application is now available on the C-SPAN Classroom website under the Teacher Opportunities tab. And we'll also post that on our podcast page alongside the resources that we're going to feature in today's episode. So if you're a current social studies teacher, you can complete the application, and from there we'll select finalists, we'll uh, do an interview, and then we'll select five fellows to collaborate with us on developing new projects this summer. Each fellow also receives a cash stipend of $1,000. As a matter of fact, Zach, you were a 2019 C-SPAN fellow. Do you want to share any thoughts on your experience during your fellowship time with us? Absolutely, Pam. Uh, in fact, when I got my first teaching job in South Carolina, I had a lot to learn. Uh, primarily because I was new to the state and was teaching state history, which was rather ironic. But I had a desire to find resources that not only taught the broad American history themes, but resources that were also localized in some way for my students as well. And at the end of my first year teaching, I came to know C-SPAN through the teacher conference. That experience planted the seed for my use of the different types of programming that our network offers – through C-SPAN cities tours and American history TV programs, among many others, there were countless hours of programming ready to be mined and used to teach state history, which led me to apply for the teacher fellowship program just a few years later. From C-SPAN's coverage of museum tours, college lectures, interviews, and community events, myself and the other two fellows that year, Maureen and then Eleanor, who we heard from earlier, 
had enough fodder, so to speak, to build a collection of resources for all 50 states, Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico. Over the course of just a few weeks, we developed at least three resources per state and had opportunities to present our work to colleagues from across the country at both of the C-SPAN teacher conferences. This state history collection has now since grown to over 500 resources and is now housed on our featured resources page or by using the state history search tag on our main C-SPAN classroom site. I'd like to share an example from that year, if I may. Um, In the spirit of reflection... I logged back into my old C-SPAN account to look at how many views each resource I made in that fellowship had gotten since 2019. And coming at the top is the following Georgia State History resource that has over 1,200 views and counting. This bell ringer, entitled Music and Civil Rights, features archival footage of Augusta, Georgia area native James Brown, the godfather of soul and contemporary reflections from his daughter, Deanna Brown-Thomas. Let's listen. The first big hit was Please, Please, Please in 1956. He all spoke with presidents, starting with uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, all the way up about opportunity for African Americans, young African Americans, uh, job opportunity, uh, education opportunity, and then of course housing uh, in uh, in the inner cities for families to be able to live in. Uh, Dad did some things that was way ahead of his time back in the late 60s and the early 70s. In Bibb County in Macon, Georgia, he had a restaurant called the Gold Platter. Um, it would be like a Walmart today, not maybe as big, but you could go grocery shopping, but you could also have a meal there. You could also eat. There was a restaurant in there. So you can go to Walmart now. You can do just about anything. You can get something to eat. You can shop. You can get your hair done. So, you know, he was really way ahead of his time. He even created a system where um, uh, uh, people could have food stamps so that they could be able to purchase the food in the stores. He was so far ahead of his time in trying to help his community. To make a three-minute song, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And that three-minute song has so much power on generations to come. I don't even think that my dad realized what he was doing at the time. This clip was filmed on location at the Augusta Museum of History in Georgia in front of several pieces of clothing worn by Brown in the 1960s. And while you lose the visual imagery in our current podcast medium, the local visual slant is part of the reason why I chose this program to create a bell ringer because my middle school students always benefited and loved the visual imagery of certain lessons. And, as we heard, this clip also included audio and video footage from two of Brown's musical performances. For our current generation of students who essentially have music in their pockets at all times with um, iPods, 
a lot different from what we had uh, Walkmans and CD players in the past, this type of clip can be incredibly valuable. Specifically, this short bell ringer assignment can be used to facilitate student reflection on a variety of topics, including the role of music and social change, how individuals can serve as catalysts in their local communities, and the events of the civil rights movement in Georgia, the Southeast, and in general. This bell ringer is also linked to other existing C-SPAN classroom resources that explore the role that music plays in social eras, including those that cover the Woodstock Festival and the role of Memphis's Beale Street in the years after Reconstruction. And as you mentioned earlier, Zach, Marie McGurl was also a fellow that summer. She teaches 7th and 8th grade in Rhode Island, and she sent us a lesson she enjoys using with her students on the roles of the president. Now, the flexibility of our lessons allows teachers to modify handouts or pick and choose the videos that they play. And that's what Maureen did with this lesson, so her students could recognize the roles of the president in action. But before we get into how she used this resource with her students, let's play a portion of a bell ringer that complements this lesson and can be used to set up the clips to accompany it. In this clip, we'll hear historian Dr. Ellen Gelzo discuss some of the outcomes of the Constitutional Convention, specifically the roles and powers of the president, which provides a foundation for students. In the end, the convention agreed that the executive power shall be vested in a president of the United States of America, a president who shall hold his office during the term of four years, and who would serve as commander-in-chief of the armed forces, have the power of pardon. He would also have the power of commission and appointment to office, and above all, take care that the laws be faithfully executed. But this executive, whom they finally settled on calling a president, had no power to levy taxes, nor to regulate commerce, nor even to raise the armed forces that he was otherwise supposed to command. Almost from the first, though, the presidency began to acquire powers that the Constitutional Convention had either left blank or vague. Maureen explained that she uses the graphic organizer and describes the roles of the presidency to help students understand how a president may activate different roles and how the role of the president has evolved beyond the responsibilities that are outlined in the Constitution. So to apply what they learned and to check for understanding, Maureen has students select various video clips in the lesson to see if they can identify which role was being activated. She really breaks it down, and I think Maureen adapts it very nicely to her students. Yeah, reflecting back on the summer of 2017, we had another two fantastic teachers, Sunshine Cavaluzzi from California and Bill Camps from New Jersey, and they both joined us as fellows. Uh, during their time at our offices, they appeared as guests on a C-SPAN program where they actually talked about teaching current events to their students and the significance of incorporating C-SPAN into their classrooms. In the context of your courses on government, we've had polarizing times mm -hmm. in America before World War II, the isolation movement in the U.S., Vietnam, the civil rights movement. Watergate, the impeachment of Bill Clinton. So how do you deal with the current political climate in context to what we've seen in the 20th century? I think explaining to students that what's different now in some ways is the ease of communication and is the fact that news travels so fast and so broadly that it feels like everything that's happening everywhere is happening to you. And that that's been also with the wide array of news sources that you can choose to only hear things that you agree with already and that that's what makes it different but that these aren't new times. 
and that's you know that America has always been stronger than the challenges that we faced and for kids who are feeling unsettled or feeling left out or feeling frustrated that there's no reason to be pessimistic there's a reason in fact to be very optimistic that they're better at channeling the modern tools available than anyone at any time in history ever has been and so they have the capacity to create change and that they should view that as this really important tool, but also how critical it is that they do talk to other people, that they do expand outside their conf you know, confirmation bias narrative and hear other stories, that they listen to something like the inauguration dispassionately, that they maybe listen to it twice, once for their emotion and once with reason to say, okay, now what do I do with this information? For both of you, does fake news come up? <laughs> yes. Yeah, very much right, so. Yeah. Um, I, it's, but to be honest, it's not... It's not a new discussion. I think most teachers would probably say that we've been talking about checking your sources and making sure you find reliable information along the way. So in some way, as, as funny as it sounds, it, it's actually, I think, helpful mm -hmm. for us as teachers that this is now a national dialogue and that these words are thrown around because students are now even more hyper-aware of, like, well, I don't, I don't want to be... I, don't wanna, I wanna make sure that I'm, I'm doing things accurately. And so in a way, it, it, has, it has given um, legitimacy to something that I think we've been saying all along, which is, look, you've got to make sure that what you say is supported by the right facts. And you can't, you can't just go in and, and, you know, make something up on a paper and expect to be evaluated well for that. And, and we're going we're gonna to hit you on that. So in some ways, it's, it's actually nice that there's, there's a national conversation about this because I, it has allowed us to, to say, look, you know, look, see how this is playing out around you. Um, we're, not, we're not just making this up. We're not just trying to be difficult to be difficult. So an interesting parallel in that this program was recorded in July of 2017, but both of the things that they're talking about here, teaching students about political polarization and fact-checking resources among the prevalence of misinformation that's online, both of those are really still as applicable today as they were almost five years ago. We have a number of terrific resources related to both topics, such as our deliberative lesson on fake news, as well as a lesson on the historical context of political polarization. So just going back to what Sunshine and Bill were saying in the interview, I think it really drives home the point of how a good classroom teacher can pique their students' interest and engage them in a meaningful dialogue around current events and other timely issues by using uh, clips of C-SPAN footage as a primary source example so as to help their students understand concepts and ideas that even the average adult may find difficult to fully grasp or debate in a civil manner. Similar to this past year, the year of 2020 was a very tumultuous one. The coronavirus pandemic changed the way we function in all aspects of our lives from working to connecting with family and friends to going about our daily lives. And in the world of education, teachers transitioned to the digital sphere to engage with students by delivering lessons online as they sought to teach students in a way that many had not previously experienced, often doing so with only a day or two notice for the change. As you mentioned earlier, Craig, the C-SPAN education team had to shift our professional development opportunities to online experiences. This included our summer educators conferences and the teacher fellowship program. But these changes provide the team with a unique opportunity to learn from the C-SPAN network of educators, as many participants sought digital tools for their classrooms. In this process of ebb and flow and ongoing change, we discovered that not only were our teachers searching for content, they were also looking for methods and strategies to use that content with their students. As such, fresh ideas emerged from the 2020 fellow cohort, including new content areas, lessons and activities for synchronous and asynchronous learning, and the inclusion of choice boards in many of our lessons to provide options for teachers and students. Evangeline Mitchell, 
a U.S. history teacher at Klein High School in Klein, Texas, joined the C-SPAN team that summer. To wrap up this episode, let's listen as she shares content that she created during her time with us and how she uses this content with her students. The video offers students a tour of the former tenement building where they get to see the actual apartment of one of the residents. This allows the students to see the history and make connections between the past and the way they live today. The lesson also provides a T-chart to allow the teacher or the students to facilitate a discussion on the differences between living in a tenement building or living in an apartment or a house today. By connecting the historical content to the students' real lives, they can see the struggle and need for change that comes through the reforms of the progressive era. There is also an extension activity that takes students through a series of primary source photographs taken by Jacob Reese. This photography highlighted the plight of workers, which eventually led to the regulation of the tenement buildings. By connecting the historical struggle of the time period to the students' current lives, they can put themselves in the position of those workers and create a learning experience that stays with them even after we move on to other lessons. Through this experience, students see the plight of the workers and the need for the government to step in and create realistic change. This week's episode explored just a few of the many contributions of our C-SPAN Educator Network, highlighting just a small sampling of the efforts of a few of our past teacher fellows. We encourage you to check out all of our resources that have been developed by the C-SPAN Education Team and our teacher friends and fellows, and hope that they make your teaching endeavors just a little bit easier. And just as a final reminder, you can access all of the programs and teacher resources that we shared today on our podcast page at cspan.org slash classroom. And if you're interested in learning more about our fellowship program, we'd love to hear from you. So please consider applying, or you can email us anytime at educate at c-span.org. That's it for this week. With the observation of Black History Month in February, celebrating the accomplishments and contributions of African Americans, Tune in next time as we explore some C-SPAN resources that you can use with your students to support learning throughout the month. Until then, thank you for joining us.